0: The rule of thirds. The rule of thirds surely must be a maths thing. Like, it cannot relate to photography at all. Or branding. Or can it? Let's get into this. So, the rule of two thirds. Is that right? So, there is this... Workshop delivered. I've already mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago about branding. And this is one bit of that workshop, which I thought was really interesting because when I revisited it, I didn't realize it was that big of a section. But man, it's such a really big, interesting area. And images in general are something that I didn't think initially that I would discuss in brand. However, it felt more like showing people how to be aware of brand and then that way it would really make sense for them if and when they take pictures and I think that that has that has transpired that's worked but then yeah just taking pictures is just a pain for a lot of people so This rule of thirds that photographers know about, but normal human beings don't, is quite straightforward. So it's basically this um, box, but if you put two, if you draw two lines down and two lines across, you sort of get um, this three by three effect. Um, So it looks like three by three, three by three. So uh, the, when you take, a picture with the camera the camera sometimes has that on and sometimes it doesn't but either way if we imagine um, that it's got that function and um, if you've got a digital camera it's probably smart of you to sort of acknowledge that and realize it or to find the function where you can sort of turn that on and sometimes it's easy as just pressing a button that has that icon on it and when that happens what you do is you sort of look at aligning an, an object or something with with the way where, where the two lines meet. So what you would see are there are four points, essentially the square that's in the middle, and each corner of those is where the lines meet. And so each one of those inside square corners um, is a bit where you would focus on. So you would have the the, the top left, top right, the bottom left, bottom right, of that square where the lines intersect and you might be taking a picture of somebody, but to have them there in that intersect with their eye maybe in the intersect means you've planned out and just taken a shot that allows them to sit in one place, but for that image to be open. Now another version of that image might be where you've got two people. So you've got on one intersect, one person, their eye or their head, and then on the other one, you've got somebody else. So this frames up something quite nice. And it is a rule that photographers are aware of that people aren't. So it's definitely something that I would, and I do, what am I saying I would? I definitely do include it in my branding workshop. But the reason why I do is because, there's a whole bunch of different things that go on with images and that can relate to brand and if you write it in your branding guidelines just under images and all of these bits you'll kind of go "Oh, okay and like your whole organization or your team are able to create content effectively so that it can be used for these other things that we'll mention in a moment so when we've taken this image some of the other things to understand are when and if we might not take pictures of people but we are looking at maybe uh, perspective images and the other type of image is symmetry so taking perspective imagery then when taking that picture essentially the central place or one of the cross sections uh, where the lines meet might be where though the point of view perspective lines Aim towards. So, what that means is you've framed it up. So, there is an element of the picture where there is something closer and something further on the opposite side. The only way that doesn't work is if you have um, like a point of view where you are, or the camera image is watching and looking at something, and the view is in front of them disappearing, and the viewpoint is central to right in the middle. And in that case, it, that would be. A really cool image, especially if you've got a lovely um, countryside or natural sort of scenery. And the other bit of imagery that might throw you off is symmetry. So, symmetry is just where you get a repeating pattern. Um, you can look for points to line them up with, uh, but for the most part, do confuse people because. They are repetitious in their nature, but essentially symmetrical or repeating and therefore just really interesting images. Um, So those are some images that you might be aware of or might now be aware of. We're definitely talking and focusing more on trying to lay things out in that image when you take the picture. And one thing that I do sort of stress is I don't get it nail in the head, but at least have the understanding and knowledge of that so that you might then zoom out and do just take that picture but when it gets back to editing then the editing would allow you to know what your intention was at the time and crop the image and then you're kind of done and and that's another good image saved for the uh, for the bank I think that some of the things that we do need to come on to then are the fact that I've already sort of mentioned this but if you're able to have something happen in an intersect then leaving the other side open does generate some really good stuff. And it's just really nice to not fill the image out, but allow people that space to think and feel. So it sort of looks like they're about to move into that space, but they've not. So or they're thinking into that space. And that's quite nice. Um, but we're going to come onto that. Actually, I mentioned it now. Um, so the reason why there's another reason for having that open space and putting an image on one side so this was something that I already had planned and put in my slides but I hadn't seen that particular slide for a while and as I was going through it and saying it I sort of realised that actually this is hugely important, most people nowadays probably don't need to take pictures of people or just people, people or whatever it might be, having a picture with that side and all of that space empty looks like a waste to some people, but actually it's really valuable. And the reason why it's really valuable is because the idea for you making and taking images in the context of like doing a branding workshop is that that would lead to marketing. So marketing elements mean You often need imagery and um, text. So text anchors imagery, meaning it compounds and um, doubles up the impact and reason for whatever that post and content or information is. So that's really, really useful, right? But then if you've taken a picture with someone's face or it's not correctly aligned, you're going to find it hard to do the anchoring or to get an image there with that text. And a lot of social posts now have things like thumbnails or imagery that you add, and a lot of people put text on images, and it's just the way things work. I think that that's a standard for today's society. And in a way, we need to find a branding style that suits us all. As our own business stands up. But if you are using imagery, it might be wise to leave that space empty when you take the picture, not because it's great composition, but because at some point you're going to want to add text to stuff. And if somebody's happy and cheering, instead of having them in the middle, having them in that intersect will mean that you can further down the line create that Twitter banner, Facebook banner, um, thumbnail whatever it might be for website or for youtube or podcast artwork whatever it might be might require that bit of text to anchor and to say whatever that image is saying and then repeat on that and angle it towards your business and that's needed but it just works better from a design point if you have the space to do that and by taking the picture in the right way it kind of gives you that as well So I think the only other thing that I feel cheated if I wasn't going to mention was the fact that in terms of from branding's perspective, having color grading is also interesting. So taking pictures is great. Once you get to the point where you can have a perfect picture, I think sometimes people don't do this or they miss or they don't fully think or realize that they, they have the capacity to do this. But you are able to have... Uh, images that are quite powerful um and i think sometimes that's not necessarily enough meaning we need something added in as a flavor to the image and what some people do is there's two different ways of color grading but what some people do is color grading and this is a thing that um again not everyone does but when you go to the video world everyone does look at color grading in video. So imagery works in the same way, that you would tint, and professionals maybe don't tint, but they give accents of colors through other means by using like Photoshop mainly, Um, and it gives that color to the image, so you might add an orangeness to it, or you might add a, a blueness to it, and it is similar to a tint. The reason why I jumped backwards from that was because it also might not be like literally tint but it is similar to and by doing that you might feel like you've ruined the image but the alternatives are to add a kind of a, a lens flare or some sort of style on top but very faint and transparent but then that would give it the color of whatever that transparency is adding just no imagery or fanciness just another layer with Um, a transparency of 20 percent down then that means that image is going to pop through as um, mostly that the color of blue or whatever that transparent box is on top so the image will lose the color and it's now being color graded to some degree so rather than color grading the actual image and the elements on it you can just add a transparency thing you could also do that with a gradient or a button style or anything really and i think Offering that out is really interesting because it can help. Um, There's also a function now on WordPress where you can do a duotone. And a duotone image is essentially where you put an image in and you can select two colors. And it rasterizes the image to a comic strip fashion, but um, divisible. So it, it has duo, meaning two tones. And you can pick the tones of the color. So you can have two different colors. And... Because that's a function in WordPress, it feels more important for me to have mentioned that as well, I guess. And I think that was like one reason for wanting to do that, uh, do this and talk about that. But also the other reason is because it feels right to have that and mention it and sort of say this system and this thing works. Like It exists in the world because a lot of people don't know these things like the rule of two thirds. So I thought, hey, do you know what? I'm going to mention it, um, put it out there. It's probably worth putting out there. And just to say that that's it for me. Uh, thank you for listening. Please do consider liking, subscribing, and all that jazz on this podcast. Um, please do feel free to tweet me at Tea and Toast um, or drop into one of my workshops. And thank you for listening. Take care. Uh, have a great day. Until next time, see you soon.